Pulse 95 Live from the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Center Sharjah. Good afternoon and welcome back to our live coverage of the Sharjah International Book Fair. We're very happy with us. We've got a special guest, Dr. Adil Azarouni. He's the author of Sustaining Family Businesses. This is an incredibly interesting and relevant topic today, and it's all about navigating a family business. So, first of all, welcome to the program. Thanks, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. How would you describe your book? Uh, it's an easy read, meant to be a mix between uh, practice and academia for people to navigate into this field of family businesses. And here in the UAE, there's a, a long history of those family enterprises. So can you talk to us from a UAE perspective, the topic of family businesses? Actually, the UAE being very similar to the GCC, um, almost 90% of non-oil GDP is generated from family businesses. And, and almost 65% of jobs uh, are actually within family businesses. So, so it's extremely important uh, as a player in the, in the economy to be seen as, as, as a growing pillar because it's sticky money, emotional money, loyal money to the, to the economies they serve and accordingly continues to be extremely important. So what's, uh, drove, what, what drove you to, to, to start uh, writing this book? Because we've seen how family businesses have evolved. You know, the younger generation has now grown and, uh, and you know, more people want to take on the, 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 the leadership roles. So what's been the biggest challenge that you've seen in, in, in sustaining family businesses uh, across the, in the UAE in particular? So it started around uh, exactly like 12 years ago. I want. I went on establishing a family office for my family, and I wanted to start with like best practices. So I, I did some research, and I realized that most of these best practices don't apply because you know I live within a certain community that has certain economic and social practices uh, within a certain legal structure, certain economic dynamics. And I was, and that dilemma, that research, got me to wonder if, if, if there's more to it. So I went and embarked on doing some research, and, and, and with that I actually took my PhD also in the field. So I took that experience, practice, of running a couple of family offices, and I took my own research, academic research in the field, and I thought, you know what, there's a lot of misconceptions and a lot of different ways of doing achieving sustainability within a family business how about I put that in an easy read and that's how it came mm -hmm. um, so I think that family-owned businesses do have a unique um, challenge and a high sense of responsibility to the community in which they operate um, could you explain to us how like briefly explain to us how we can achieve family business sustainability first of all um, the family has to be aligned in a vision See, ultimately, uh, family businesses are meant to serve the family mm. and meant to serve the community as well as the economy of the countries they are in. Mm -hmm. So if the family are together with share of vision to stay together and evolve that business or that brand name of a family mm -hmm. in the economy, contribute to, this, to society and play a role in, 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 in the economies they serve, then that is definitely the most important point to start with. And then after that comes naturally elements like governance, succession planning, 
strengthening their role within the community, strengthening their role within the political structure and the economic structure yeah. of the country. So the, uh, the, 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 the seed of all of this is mm-hmm. a shared common vision. Okay. But let's talk about... Um, the dis- yeah, please. So w- what do you think is the secret of family-owned businesses being successful? Like a secret ingredient to it? Secret ingredient, definitely valuing their brand name as a family, seeing that they have a shared common vision, wanting to stay together to, uh, to achieve that vision, and being both socially and economically connected to their communities. This, this is the secret sauce. Once, you, once those families realize that these are the variables upon which they play, and these are the variables upon which it keeps them together and, and, and growing and flourishing in the future, then, then, then it happens. Mm-hmm. And the uh, relationships also tend to be emotionally loaded as well. And you might have certain disagreements. And when they happen among family members, there's a different feel to that. Is that an aspect that you touch upon in your book? How to navigate those disagreements and differences uh, in running a family business and making sure it all stays together? Yes, I do that. And, and in a sense, uh, many when discussing uh, the difference between a family business and a non-specifically family business, the most common attribute that people uh, discuss is emotionality of family business. Yes. Now, many see it as a negative aspect. I see it a very positive aspect because if families were not emotional and purely financially driven, they wouldn't be contributing so much to the communities they serve. They wouldn't be so loyal to the economies they serve. So that is an extremely important aspect to have that that emotionality in play. But the question then is how to nurture it, mm. how to you know take that energy and 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 guide it to become a, a positive energy. Now the conflicts do happen, and families need to realize that. And it is a an aspect of life. Every, there is conflict always in any aspect of life that we fall in. The, once families realize that that will happen and design their governance and they design their communication uh, in order to uh, dissolve and resolve most of these conflicts, then the ship keeps, keeps, keeps sailing. Yeah. And, and, and yes, I have touched on that in the book. Uh, the book is, is more about how to think about things more so than like ticking steps or, 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 or setting a process in play. Uh, again, going back to my original struggle, best practices never worked for me. Hmm. Uh, what, what people need more than a best practice is how to think about it. And, and I hope that this book is an easy way to get you to think about it uh, uh, in a constructive way. So does it involve maybe setting up a mediator within the family or a, you know, referring to consultant groups to, to, to alleviate those conflicts? Because the conflicts can be very minuscule, could be on a minor issue, but it could also be on a major issue, such as contracts, uh, contracts or uh, contractual issues or even um, uh, the shareholders, for example. Uh, so what's, what do you recommend uh, through the book or even through your own personal experiences uh, should someone come up to you and ask this question? Uh, probably what I'm going to say is, is is a bit different than what you would hear around. Yeah. Because in practice, it does, you know, it, it is tough. A, money does not need to stay together within a family. If if a family do not wish to keep that money together, 
then they have the right to take that money. So we'll start from that first basic point. If the family wants to stay together, then yes. Uh, having mechanisms to resolve disputes uh, are, are always a good a good part of any governance structure. So having a, a community, a, a committee within the family that is meant to decide on, on certain aspects. Having uh, to resort occasionally to arbitration if necessary. Mm, yeah. So having a, uh, an individual that is meant to be an arbitrator, a trusted uh, advisor to the family plays a role. But more and above, you'd notice that uh, many governments are actually structuring dispute centers for family yes. conflicts uh, and you see them coming more and more and, and, and growing more and more and that's in my opinion a very wise move from governments because governments need to realize and need to understand how the resilience of those families as to the resilience of the country economy so so it's extremely important aspect definitely dr adel First of all, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a very, very interesting conversation. Your book is Sustaining Family Businesses. Can we find it here at the Sharjah International Book Fair where we can... Yes, so tomorrow at a, between at 8.30, there will be a signing ceremony in, in the evening. In the evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll happily uh, sign books and hand them over to whoever is interested. Yeah. Wow, that's going to be yeah. great. Now, you know, uh, you pointed out that, that uh, you know, I have a news background before we walked into this, uh, this studio. Now, I've got to ask you this as well. Um, the impact of the new r- rules that we have, the 100% foreign ownership, uh, and uh, to, to what extent should family businesses now view that as an opportunity uh, to, to change a few things around and adapt to it? Or is it, uh, uh, is it something that was just bound to happen? I mean, family businesses uh, in this region have to buckle up. Yeah. They have to uh, adopt good business practices. They have gained wealth. They've, many of them have had sudden wealth, in my opinion, in the last five decades. That wealth now needs to get properly diversified. They, those families need to get uh, trained and acquire knowledge to, to become... Uh, international solid well diversified investment offices so th- that's the first advice that i give families mm. they need to be diversified and they need to to continue to exist in a, in a healthy fashion because unless they exist in a healthy fashion they wouldn't be able to continue to contribute to the economy of the country mm. and hence uh, you know uh, probably we are so lucky in a country whereby the government is is ahead of the private sector in many aspects, uh, talking about being, being uh, growing competencies, growing uh, forward strategies, families need now to catch up and, 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 and play their role in the economy and stay resilient. So, so yes, I, I acknowledge your statement there. Okay, well, there's uh, so much to take back from this conversation. If you'd like to catch this discussion as a podcast, you can do so on our SoundCloud and Apple podcast, as well as our Spotify pages. Uh, Dr. Adela Zaroni, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for receiving me. And we Appreciate wish you all the very best at the Sharjah International Book Fair. Stay tuned. We're continuing to be live all the way through until 2 p.m. today afternoon. Pulse 95 Live from the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Centre Sharjah.